Hello and welcome to another edition of my freelancing podcast. Um, so one of the things I believe a recurring theme about my podcast and my advice and stories is I am one of those guys who believes that as you grow older, all right, as you grow older, you should be earning far more money per hour than you did when you're younger. Okay, and as a consequence, hopefully, I'm not saying this will apply for everyone. You know, for example, I, 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 I boast about it. I brag about it. I tell everyone that, hey, you know what? I work for uh, 10 hours every week. Um, that, that may not be ideal for everybody, you know, because my scenario is slightly unique because I, I, I live alone. I'll, the only family I have is my mother. So my expenses are on the lower end. Um, and my cost of living, my lifestyle is very frugal. I, I, I do, you know, because I was born in poverty from a young age, I, I always found a way to uh, get things done on the cheaper side of things. So thanks to a combination of many, many factors. So I don't have any expensive habits, uh, you know, wherever I can. I'm not stingy, you know, I, I splurge on electronics. I splurge on a lot of subscriptions, cloud services. Uh, you know, I, I spend a lot of money on movies. So I do spend, I, I don't believe I'm stingy. I mean, I, I'm a very generous stripper. I give a lot of tips. Uh, you know, I, I give tips a lot, you know, to the delivery guys, to the courier guys, to the food delivery people, to the security guard, random people I meet if they are poor or something like taxi drivers, cab drivers, rickshaw drivers. So I'm not stingy or anything, but my lifestyle is very much frugal. So my expenses are always on the lower side. So, so there is all that. All this combination means uh, my need for money is on the lower end. Uh, compared to another person who is in his early 40s. But the ultimate thing is, you know, I personally work for about 10 hours every week. You know, that's that's the average, you know. Most of the time I work less than that. So, so but sometimes I will work maybe 12 hours or 14 hours if a client asks for it. But but in a month, the, the working hours for an entire month is definitely less than 40 hours you know that is where i'm going for uh, so so what i do is i try to increase my hourly rates okay so so i try to increase my hourly rates so that even within that 10 hours of working i i can charge more money i can i can ask for more money right so that is the whole thing now now, there are many ways you can make more money. Of course, one of them is you, you just work more and you make more money. Now, I don't subscribe to that idea. Uh, for me, it's more like if I want more money, I always believe that you should simply find a way to get better customers, higher paying customers. Okay, one of the ways you can do that is skills. Okay, so what I do is every week I spend a lot of time thinking, making notes, doing research, reading a lot, you know, knowledge, and trying to find ways I can improve myself as a professional, and hopefully as a human being, if that helps, but definitely as a professional, I'm always trying to learn new skills. Uh, you know, and the good thing about the internet, you know, I don't know, I'm sure many people do it, but I wish more people did it. The internet has so much knowledge for free, for example, this podcast, the advice I'm giving 
a lot of times the advice I'm giving right now, I've been paid a lot of money, right? But at the same time, I have my podcast as well. So where people can listen to my podcast again for free. I don't even have any ads on this thing. So really, it's literally free. The only thing you're paying with is your time. So, so, so improving skills is the one thing. And the second thing is, which is the highlight of this podcast is you need to find your niche. You know, niche in the sense, look, the world is big, okay? And it's really big. And now that we have internet, it is truly big. I mean, we have had the internet for many decades now, but it's only in the last 10 years that internet speeds and internet availability and the general culture, the whole globalization thing has reached an individual level. You know, in the, in the previous decades, especially in the last century, globalization was more limited to corporations and countries and rich people, right? But, but now, uh, especially now in the last 10, 20 years, uh, globalization is able to touch even even villages in India, you know, there, there are kids I've seen, you know, sometimes I travel to villages. There are kids, you know, who open up their smartphone and they are looking at some teenager in Europe dancing to some South Korean music. You can't imagine something like that happening, say, 20 years ago. One, they were not accessible. And second, the culture wasn't ready. Now, today, if you go to the village, you know, a girl is... You know, let's say a girl about teenage girl in a village, you know, with all that conservativeness uh, that is there in our country and all. She's watching some European girl wearing a bikini or shorts and, you know, dancing to some vulgar South Korean music or something. You know, the parents know uh, that their daughter is exposed to that, but it's okay. You know, I mean, sometimes they might get angry or something, but eventually they'll just give up. You know, there's nothing they can do. They can't take away the smartphone. Uh, from their daughter or son. So really, you know, things are slowly, slowly changing. Is that for better or worse? I don't know. But the point is, thanks to globalization, a freelancer, okay, a freelancer can take advantage of that. So as you pursue your goal of trying to earn more money per hour, what I do and what you can do is trying to find your niche. Okay, now what I found out is, you know, tutoring, that's what I do these days. And before I was doing software development. In both cases, what I found out is the skills that I have, you know, the main skill, which is the knowledge about software and programming, they are easily replaceable. And and I mentioned this many times in my YouTube channel. I mentioned this in my other podcast, on my blogging and everything. I'm not that good in coding. Really, I'm not that good at all. Like you could give me a coding test today and some kid uh, will probably pass that test and I won't be able to pass it. So my coding skills have always been pedestrian. But at the same time, I do charge a lot of money as a coding tutor. So that is kind of ironic, isn't it? You know, it's like, how is it that I'm terrible at coding, but here I am making a living in the software industry for more than 10 years and charging high prices. So the reason is, I, what I found out is my core skill is really not coding at all. My core skill is my communication and the way I deliver it. I realized this at a very young age. I always realized that, okay, you know, my coding skills are not that good. And try as I might, 
there's only there's a limit on how much I can make it better. For example, even today, I ha- I can't make sense. You know, in in web development, something I teach, there is this thing called CSS. Okay, styling they call it. I can't do CSS. I really can't do CSS. I've tried many times over the years to improve my CSS skills, but I always try and try. You know me, you know, those who listen to my episode regularly, you know I don't give up easily. I try, 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 don't give up. But I keep trying. But every time I try, after a week or after a month, I give up. I accept defeat. You know, I tell myself, this is something that is beyond me. Okay. So then I found out, you know, like that, there are so many things in coding which other people take for granted. And I cannot, I don't know it. But then, but that is not my core skill at all. I have found out that for me, my core skill is my communication. It's my English. It's not just the fluency of my English. It's not simply my so-called neutral accent. I believe I have a neutral accent, you know, a balance between a Western accent and an Indian accent. I believe it is a balance. I think so. Um, So that is one of my core skills. And the second thing is my energy. You know, from a young age, I always had high levels of energy. Yes, as I grow older, the amount of energy I can showcase is lower. But compared to, say, another guy who is also in his early 40s, my energy levels are still high. So so one of the things my clients always tell me is they like my energy. Okay? So they like my energy, they like my enthusiasm. And I would say enthusiasm and energy, they go hand in hand. Now, someone might argue that, hey, wait a second, energy and enthusiasm is not really a skill. But I say it is. You know, I, it's not like, I mean, sure, I'm, I'm naturally energetic i'm naturally enthusiastic but that doesn't happen automatically i do so many things to maintain my energy you know like for one of the many reasons why i sleep for 10 hours is because my the more my body is resting the more energy it has when i'm awake now maybe that logic doesn't make sense but it makes sense to my body so i always been like that you know i think you know from a young age I always slept a lot and I don't think that's an accident even from when I was a young person like five years old there are a lot of stories going around in my family that uh, they could put a lion next to me when I'm sleeping and I wouldn't wake up I was always a deep sleeper I was always a generous sleeper you know Uh, as I mentioned you know in in other podcast and in this podcast also a lot of times I have forgotten about romantic dates uh, I've forgotten about jobs you know job interviews I've forgotten about important meetings not forgotten I simply could care less because I was sleeping so I believe that you know I think my high energy levels go hand in hand with my sleeping you know a lot you know allowing my body to rest and I, and also enthusiasm I believe the reason is, I actually do enjoy teaching. I actually enjoy coding. Maybe I'm not the best coder in the world, but I do love whatever little coding I can do. So again, so that is something which was a conscious decision because I realized 
you know, to engage. I actually did an MBA and all that. I was working in sales and stuff like that. And somewhere around 25, 26, I realized, you know, this is not for me. I realized technology has always been my calling. So somehow, I mean, again, another thing which is missing in my life, I talk about that a lot in my other podcast is there is nobody to guide me. All my life, I've spent so much time, so much effort, and also feeling very sad that I could never find a mentor. I could never find a mentor. I, I begged people to help me. I begged people to guide me when I was younger, but nobody would do that. You know, we just don't have mentors, at least not in India. We simply don't have that culture of guiding and mentoring, at least not in our in, in my family, you know, in the whole poverty thing, you know, people are so busy uh, trying to escape poverty. They have no time for anything else. I don't blame them. I, I just wish, you know, uh, mentoring was something which people took more seriously. It is so important. So I could never find that. But anyway, so ultimately, so yeah, so ultimately I realized myself, you know, when nobody will mentor you, you have to mentor yourself, <laughs> you know. So, so I, would, I, would, I realized, okay, technology is my calling. Coding is my calling. I may be terrible at it, but I, I can still do some coding and I am passionate about that little amount of thing that I can do. So that's the thing about that. So there you go. That is my niche. You know, the more I think about it as the years go by, I've been looking at it, I've been thinking about it. What my clients love about me, they're all aware, you know, in fact, for the last few years, in, the, in my younger days, I used to pretend I would, I would even, you know, like, I mean, come on, I'm a businessman, I'm in marketing, I'm in sales, lying is natural to me. So I would lie to my customers, pretend that I'm, you know, more, I'm a better coder, I'm an expert coder or something like that. But last few years, you know, my freelancing career is established, um, I had a lot of reviews, references and everything. I, I, I stopped lying about that. I tell people that my coding skills are minimal. So if they are hiring me because I'm like the world's best coder, then that is wrong. I am not. But I do tell them. I know some things. I know the basics. And uh, my the reason why they should hire me is because I am good at explaining. My English is good. And I have high energy and enthusiasm. So that is my niche. That became my niche. And in the beginning, I was a little bit confused because, you know, I was confused with myself. But then as the years went by, more and more customers started hiring me, not just because of my coding skills. In fact, many of them did not even care about my coding skills. A lot of people just hired me for my communication. A lot of people hired me for my discipline. Another thing which I practiced a lot. When I was younger, I was not very disciplined. Uh, but over the years, I practiced, I studied a lot, I read a lot of books, I watched a lot of videos, and I practiced how to be disciplined. A lot of people like that. You know, a lot of people love the discipline I bring to the table. You know, like uh, in, in the last 10 years, I may have been late to five or six meetings. That That's how disciplined I am. So discipline became another one of my traits, a freelancing trait. And And lastly flexibility i found out that people who pay more money like my clients the clients i have right now these are the people who are usually wealthy majority of my clients are people with lots of money or people who are willing to pay a lot of money because they have other challenges in their life so what they what my clients are looking for is a customized 
you know like a tailored solution you know how people say like um, you know is that a suit which is tailored why do people say that because a tailored suit is more comfortable but it is tailored which means it's cost a lot of money now it's not just rich people who buy a tailored suit obviously rich people buy tailored suit but even regular people will for a special occasion or extreme circumstances will get themselves a tailored suit so that's what i found out so one of the many things my clients have always told me for the last few years especially once especially since i started charging higher prices is they understand some of them are not exactly rich but they understand that their situation is complex and they are willing to pay me higher prices they are kind of trying to you know save money elsewhere to pay for me pay for my services because i'm one of the few guys who is able to tailor the tutoring i'm one of the few guys who is able to tailor the the software work like before i used to be a software developer but now i'm retired but then uh, what the main thing my clients told me was i'm able to tailor the service that i provide to suit their individual requirements so that is something which again became part of my niche so this is so, so anyway so that's what i'm trying to say in this episode what i'm trying to explain to you uh, you know as a freelancer i'm able to charge higher prices because of the whole tailoring thing you know because i cater to a niche audience and that niche audience is looking for someone who can speak properly who can explain properly who is high energy who is highly available you know that's where the flexibility comes into picture and and ultimately you know the whole tailoring thing so so if you are going after i want to tell you as a freelancer and i'm telling this from experience there is a market okay it doesn't matter what type of freelancing you do it doesn't matter what type of small business you run the world is truly global and and if you can be patient and build your build your bouquet of skills i am telling you there is a market out there there is an audience out there for your unique skills and they are willing to pay premium prices for the tailoring service for the tailored service that only you can provide because the more tailored you can be the more bouquet of unique skills you can bring to the table the narrower your your target base becomes but that's okay though because that narrow customer because that customer knows they are paying for a tailored service they are more willing to pay higher prices so that's that's what i want to say in this episode so hopefully some of it made sense and hopefully it is useful to someone out there thank you